You're listening to the Alternative Investor Mastermind, where we do a deep dive on alternative investment opportunities and the lifestyle it can create. Join Jack Krupe as he presents actionable tips and tricks in doing passive real estate away from mainstream strategies. Go beyond the usual fix and flips and try less explored yet rewarding investing ventures from multifamily properties, mobile homes to Bitcoin mining. Do not miss this opportunity to escape traditional assets and finally create wealth without Wall Street. Now your host, Jack. You're listening to Alternative Investor Mastermind, where we do a deep dive on alternative investment opportunities and the lifestyle it can create. Join Jack Krupe as he presents actionable tips and tricks in doing passive real estate away from mainstream strategies. Go beyond the usual fix and flips and try less explored yet rewarding investing ventures. From multifamily properties, mobile homes to cryptocurrencies, do not miss this opportunity to escape traditional assets. And finally, create wealth without Wall Street. Now your host, Jack. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Alternative Investor Mastermind. Today, we're going to talk about points and miles. This is something I've gotten some requests to talk about. I've been traveling for a better part of 20 years, but really the last 10 years, I've gotten really good with using the expenses that I generate through the real estate business and leveraging that to travel like a rock star. I've flown first class on most of the major airlines. It's opened things up to me. I've taken trips that I never would have taken because because I could fly in business class or first class, and it makes me look forward to a 12-hour flight as opposed to dreading a 12-hour flight. Got a couple practical tips for everyone, and I hope it's really helpful and unlocks some great opportunities to travel and take a dream vacation. I got really hooked on points and miles on the day after Christmas 2013. I was just researching various travel. I found Google Flights, and it happened to be during the time that Delta had a mistake fare. It was literally just an error. They had coach tickets for $30 to Hawaii. And when I checked business class, it was $114 round trip. I just booked something. My instincts were, were good because when you do see a mistake fare, you don't ask questions, you just book it. Sometimes the airlines will honor it. Usually they'll use a loophole and cancel it if they can prove it was an actual mistake and they do it quickly. But uh, yeah, I was able to get two round trip tickets to Hawaii for $114. We flew lay flat business class in New York to LA and LA to Hawaii and I got a great seven day vacation for $114 each. There's a lot of forums where you can find opportunities like this. I use the Flyer Talk forum. There's a, especially one called Premium Fair Alerts, theflightdeal.com, Dollar Flight Club. And there's a number of Twitter accounts that'll send out alerts. You should definitely subscribe or follow those sources. A couple tips on credit cards to use and cash back, et cetera. First, I think points are better than cash back because I think I get far more than two cents, 2% value. A couple mistakes people make is focusing too much on one airline points currency and not focusing enough on the transferable points currencies. I try to earn as many miles as possible using American Express, Chase Ultimate Rewards, and keeping also an eye on city thanking points. I don't do a lot with city, but they do have a decent program. For actual spending, airline credit cards are often not the best. For example, if you use a Delta Amex card, you only earn one point per dollar on dining. However, the American Express Gold card, you can earn four times on dining, and uh, that's four times the points. And American Express points can transfer to Delta. So there's no reason to use the Delta card when you could earn four times the points on the 
Amex card and still transfer to Delta. So using that same scenario of the four times points on dining, if you're comparing it to cash, many cards, if American Express points are worth about two cents a point, you're really getting 8% cash back as opposed to 2% cash back. And I do value if you're actually transferring the points and using them for redemptions, that includes using them for business class travel or for higher end hotels, I think you are getting at least two cents a point. What you don't use them for is gift cards or items where you're only earning one cent a point to redeem. So you need to be careful on your redemptions. For those of you that are very active in the real estate business, using a credit card that earns points for advertising is very powerful. The Chase Inc. Preferred and the Amex Business Gold both earn three times points on internet advertising, Google, Facebook, YouTube. That's extremely powerful. Other cards, for example, the Amex Platinum will earn you five times on airfare. So when you're traveling to conferences and you have an Amex Platinum card, that's great. The Chase Sapphire Reserve earns three times on all travel and restaurants and hotels. So that's a great all-around card for for those of you who are traveling to different conferences and events or to look at properties. And the Amex Gold, as I mentioned, earns four times on restaurants. That's one of my biggest spending categories. And I earn tens of thousands of points a year on the Amex Gold. So as far as how do you get the most value? Don't use your points to buy tickets. In general, you're not, you don't want to use your points as cash as one to 1.25 cents. What you do is you transfer the points directly to the airline programs. Generally not going to get a lot of value by buying coach as well. The key is using redeeming points for business and first class on international flights. For example, I recently transferred 120,000 Amex points to Air Canada to fly Lufthansa business class. And this was from from New York to Mallorca, Spain. That ticket would have cost $6,000 round trip. And I was able to get a round trip for 60,000 each way or 120,000 total points. That is a very strong redemption and allowed me to take a vacation to Mallorca that I might not have done if I had to sit in the back of the plane. The key for these redemptions, and I mentioned Air Canada before, is most U.S. airlines have really devalued their points. Delta is the worst. There's actually a term, we call them sky pesos, because they've really went out of their way to lower the value and try to make it difficult to get more than one really one point, one cent per dollar for redemption. With that said, Alaska Airlines has great redemption values. These are going up, but as of a few weeks ago, you can get 50,000 each way to Asia, 70,000 in first class. I've flown Cathay Pacific first class many times, and it's a great experience. I've actually eaten caviar at 36,000 feet and just the service and everything's impeccable. United with Star Alliance, a lot of options for Europe. American Airlines has a number of great options to Europe and Asia. They're partners with British Airways, partners with Iberia, partners with Cathay Pacific and uh, Japan Airlines. And uh, Delta, difficult to find good redemptions in general, but they're a very reliable airline. And I have gotten some decent deals with uh, Air France and KLM. And they partner with the Korean Air as well. There are a number of options just with Delta. It's become more difficult. So some of my favorite foreign programs, Aeroplan, just a lot of good availability. And in some cases, it's cheaper to use Aeroplan to fly United than to fly United itself. British Airways and Iberia are great American Airlines partners. They also have a distance-based award chart. So in some cases, I mentioned not generally using points for economy tickets, but... 
if you have, say, a flight from Dallas to Cancun or something that's only 2,000 miles or less, you could often get a really good redemption using British Airways. And it's really good for one for small point-to-point flights. You can also use it for Miami to the Caribbean, even New York to Toronto, which sometimes costs $250, might only cost 7,000 points. Virgin Atlantic has a great program. ANA, which is all Nippon Airlines, one of the two Japanese carriers, is, is a great option. And Air France, KLM's Flying Blue program, they have some good promo awards as well, where they'll pick a city and it's half price for the month. And you could transfer American Express points directly to the Air France KLM Flying Blue program. So when should you use airline cards? The only reason I would say is to meet a minimum spend towards your frequent flyer status. I actually have top status on both Delta and American this year. And majority of it was from some credit card spend as well. I wouldn't have made Delta without earning an additional 30,000 MQMs for spending roughly 60,000 for the year. And these are all business expenses that I would have spent anyway. And uh, what it gives you is a number of upgrade certificates. And by getting those upgrade certificates, I usually take one or two long trips a year, whether it's to Europe or Asia. And then that allows me to fly another 20 or 30,000 miles towards status. And uh, you add to that just my normal travel, going to conventions, going to visit properties, taking a vacation or two, and that allows me to keep the status. American Airlines changed their program this year, and you could earn American Airlines status almost exclusively through the credit card spend. That's what it's opened up American Airlines status as well. I've I've flown a lot more on American this year just because some of the pricing has been much cheaper than Delta for some of the destinations. The last one, especially for those of you with the families, is a Southwest Companion Pass. I don't fly a lot of Southwest. I don't like their boarding process. I don't like that it's all economy seating. But if you can spend enough money on the credit card and fly a little bit on Southwest and get the Companion Pass, it is a really good value where you can have a companion fly for free with you for the entire year. So I know some couples that uh, that uh, get the companion pass, each of them get it. And then you could bring, if you have two children, you could bring the one child each and a family of four can fly half price. So there's a lot of value there. Hotels, both Hyatt and Marriott and Hilton have credit cards. The good thing about the uh, hotel credit cards is you generally get a free night with the credit card. So there is an annual fee. It's usually 60 to $100, but you get one night for free. And I found that more than covers the annual fee. And uh, Hyatt has some great redemptions, especially their uh, all-inclusive properties, Cancun and the Dominican Republic. These are properties that are often $500, $600 a night, and uh, you can stay for 25,000 points per night. Other great redemptions I've seen is you know, the Park Hyatt in Central Park, often $1,000 a night, and uh, you can use 30,000 Hyatt points. Hyatt is also a partner with Chase. So I mentioned before using the Chase Sapphire card, if you're earning points with the Chase Sapphire card, you could transfer them to Hyatt and use those points for a free night. Marriott also, and there's a ton of Marriott hotels all over the world. Marriott's program is not as generous, but their credit card does give you a free night with the ad that covers the annual fee. And the Marriott card also gives you 15 nights towards your status. So if you're going to stay in hotels 30 nights a year plus the credit card, it may get you very close to that 50 night a year, which gives you a higher status and unlocks, in some cases, things like suite night awards where you can just buy a standard hotel room and get upgraded to a suite. This is something very creative I've done over the years is you can pay your federal income tax 
with a credit card. They do charge a fee. The fee is 1.8%. However, you know, a card like the Amex Platinum earns 1.5 Amex points per dollar. So that alone can cover the fee and you're essentially buying points very cheaply. I've also used a card like the Delta Amex card, which, as I mentioned, is not always the best one to spend on. However, if paying the taxes can get me that bonus of an extra 15 or an extra 30,000 miles towards my status, that is very worth a lot to me. Because by maintaining that status, I earn four global upgrades a year. And those allow me to buy a ticket in economy and upgrade to business class, which in some cases, those tickets are worth, those tickets may cost $6,000, $8,000. It's very valuable. I'm going to give a shout out to a few other blogs that I follow regularly. We'll put these in the show notes as well. The Points Guy, One Mile at a Time, Frequent Miler, the Flyer Talk Forums. There's a great app to stay organized called Award Wallet. And it's like mint.com, but for uh, frequent flyer programs. So I have all my airlines, all my hotels in Award Wallet, and uh, they update it regularly. And uh, the great thing is it'll warn you if one of your programs is going to expire. Some of the programs, if you don't earn any points for one year or two years, your points could get uh, taken away. So it'll give you a reminder. And uh, often you can do something like just use a shopping portal. Just go to say American Airlines as a shopping portal. You buy something for $10. Instead of using Amazon, you use the shopping portal and that will earn you 20 miles. And that's enough to extend your miles for another year. So you don't want to spend all this time and money earning miles and then have them go away. That's the other reason also to focus more heavily on American Express and Chase because those miles don't expire and you have the flexibility to transfer them to one of the airline or hotel programs as needed. Hope this was uh, was helpful being the end of year. It's a great time to do some planning and figure out goals for next year, both financially tax-wise, and also just life goals. I hope that uh, in addition to learning about passive income and interesting alternative investment opportunities that uh, some of you could help, some of you can take advantage of some of these tips and use your the money you spend on your real estate businesses, your investment businesses, your travel, and uh, use that to travel in style or take that dream vacation you've wanted to without breaking the bank. So thanks, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode. That's all for this episode of Alternative Investor Mastermind. Now that you know the many alternative opportunities out there all up for the taking, you can finally become ultra-connected and ultra-wealthy. Get more valuable advice from the experts by subscribing to the show at alternativeinvestormastermind.com. Become a winner in the world of passive investing today in alternative investment strategies. Thank you for joining us. Until next time.